You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Five sacks in a pick. The Flames defense is on fire, leading the Flames to a 21-13 victory over Troy. Malik Willis has another solid night for Liberty. And why is running back TJ Green such a good hurdler? Plus, color analyst Joe Yock has some words for you, Hill City. It's time to listen up. Now from our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Solid performance from quarterback Malik Willis, but really... The defense is the talk of the podcast today as I have Joe Yuck across from me doing some sort of dance moves. Fist pumping. Fist pumping. So I have a feeling that this is going to be another interesting Flame Central podcast. (laughs) The Flames get win number two. This one on the road, 21-13 over Troy. Guys, first, let's just get our initial reactions to this win. Matt, you up first. Yeah, it's what you said at the outset. The defense, the, the job they did, remember, they were without Darrell Johnson, so your best defensive player in all likelihood not there and you hold Troy to 21 yards rushing you hold anybody to that that's really incredible mm-hmm. they did a great job and for me this game a lot of guys made made good you know good plays and stepped up but Henry Chibuzi it was a coming yeah, out party for him for six sure. tackles he had a sack the big man in the middle and you could see it early on just the type of penetration he was getting right up the middle right up in the quarterback Taylor Powell's face he was providing that from the middle of that defensive line we talk about all the talent on the edges for this team and you saw some of that as well flash in this game but Henry Chibuzi was a force and he's a big dude we yes. and he was a guy we talked about with coach Aldridge here before the season started as you know we really like what we have there he was a force early on in that game and that was really really impressive from this defense which overall has been really really good yeah. in the first two weeks you're starting to see why josh aldridge said in like uh, the the camp pressers he said yeah. you know chibuzi might get more snaps than that of ralph's and, uh, yeah. and elijah james like he said he has that kind of talent that he may not start the game but as the season goes on he may end up with the most you know the most touches i guess you could say the or snaps, the most snaps yeah, yeah as, as it goes on so yeah you're starting to see that like you said you can tell early on in this season that the flames best friend this season depth yeah. Chibuzi had six, a career high, six tackles and his first career sack. So pretty good stuff from him. Story Jackson led the Flames with 10 tackles. Another big name coming out of the defense, Joe. And then here's the thing. In the, in the process of building a defense, whenever you build a defense, you want to be able to cover the entire. That's what football's become. You have to be able to cover the field horizontally. And so what a good defensive coordinator understands is that you have to have speed at the linebacker and in the defensive backfield. And I really go back to what Liberty has upgraded their speed. So what does that do? So when you know that you can't work the ball horizontally, whether that's in the run game or in the pass game because the other defense – is just faster than you are and they can cover and tackle, then your next option is to do what? You attack the middle of the football field and you attack it in the run game. But when you got the jabuzis and you have depth (laughs) at the defensive line position and you're able to rotate guys through, now you become now you've built a complete defense because you become strong. Where where are we going to attack you now? You're fast at linebacker. You're fast in the secondary. You got guys that can cover. You guys that can tackle. Now we try to hit you up the middle. You have depth on the defensive line. It puts offenses in a very big word precarious situation. Oh, that was nice. See, let's 
look at the other side of the ball. And okay. I don't mean to I don't mean to You're not a negative person by nature, are you? I'm no. not. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's been a lot of big expectations for this Flames offense. Malik Willis finished the night with 13 of 18 passing attempts for 154 yards, two touchdowns. So he's obviously, you know, getting into a groove this season. You know what's great that I love to see on one hand because Demario Douglas scoring again in this yeah. game. He told us on one of the Flame Central podcasts earlier this summer, maybe it was before fall camp, his goal this season is to score in every game. And he's done so in these yeah. first two, two. two games. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, since he's on uh, Matt's we'll Flames fantasy we'll team, Don't I'm, you just worry. Like, I, I'm like, no, Demario, give yeah. it to J-Mac. Slow your roll. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, what, what's your takeaway from the offensive side of the ball for the Flames in this one? Well, I'll tell you, this is the second game in a row I've been kind of concerned about the offensive line. And the first game, it was just they weren't getting much of a push in the run game, especially in the first half against Campbell. In this ballgame, there are people in Malik's face, especially in the second half. All night. He did not have a lot of time to stand in the pocket and survey the field. Now, they are they have been dinged up. They had some guys out on the offensive line. So hopefully as you get healthier, you know that'll take care of itself. But they also came into the season saying, oh, look at all this depth we have. Look at all yeah. these guys. We don't even know how we're going to get it. You know, enough snaps for all of them. I was disappointed in the fact that Malik just did not have a lot of time to to stand in the pocket. Now, having said that, when it comes down to it, Malik yeah. Willis is a freak enough that he can just put yeah. you on his back and win it anyway. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what he did. There were some third down conversions. There's a fourth down where he just basically was the best athlete on the field and was able to get out and make something happen. Uh, Hugh Freeze said, you know, he wasn't thrilled with the game he called himself. He said, I've got to do a lot better job. He didn't love the way he dialed up the offense. But you're 2-0. I think at this point you would say the offense not even close to its ceiling. You would expect them to continue to get better as you move forward. So that's the positive. But, yeah, the negative, the offensive line has got to get better than what we've seen the first two weeks. So when you have a guy like Malik Willis, Joe, and it seems like, I mean, we've only, we've had a small sample size, but even looking back to last year, not a lot of defenses have an answer for Malik Willis. Is this something that teams will start to figure him out? Or is he just such a freak athlete that we should expect this game in and game out? I, I think he's such a freak athlete that when he goes against lesser of athletes, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at a Troy team that has good players. So they, they were able to get the push. They're able to, to wreak some havoc on the offensive line, but Malik was just that much better athletically that there's really not much you can do about it. The, the issue that you run into is, is, is you're looking at, you know, down the road, it's the, the upgrade of some of the defenses that you're going to play athletically is going to be better. That's when you're going to find out a lot. I go back to where did Malik struggle the most last year? Struggling against North Carolina State, where the, we got whipped up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, Liberty got whipped up front, and he wasn't able to get up because North Carolina State had the athletes and had the people ability that to be able to get Malik on the ground and, and cause some trouble for him. So now when you get into the Louisiana Lafayette's down the road. The old me, you look at old mess. I mean, they, they're yeah. they're rolling right now. You start playing some of these teams that the offensive line is going to have to give him a chance because at some point he can only carry it so far. Maybe not. Maybe he can carry it the whole way. Maybe he's that good. But if I'm sitting on the offensive line, Sam, Coach Greg on the offensive line, I'm going, boys, we got we got the franchise here. We got to step it up and start playing a lot better. I will say this though, watching Malik for the last two games. It does feel like for the first time in my memory of Liberty football that you have a player that is at a completely different level than most teams we play on the field. 
And I go back to, you know, this is nothing against AGG or Buckshot or any of the greats that we've had, but they felt like, okay, they're a really, really good player on our team. And they're maybe among the top two or three playing in the actual game and they can do some special things. But when it comes to Malik, there's just a different dynamic. And we talked about the freak athlete aspect and what really stood out to me in the game. I can't remember if it was either third and short or fourth and short. It was a sweep to the right side, design quarterback run. It gets stopped up. Then he reverses it, comes. They're covering the backside. They've got a DN coming down or a linebacker. He breaks that tackle and then goes for five or six yards to get the first down. Like, we've never had a guy Mm -hmm. that has been able to do that. It's interesting in watching that. And we're we're watching, you know, my family in town, so we're all watching the game. It's like I I said to somebody, like, you're almost better off, like, when teams blitz him. If that guy blitzer comes free and has a free shot, like, you're not – Forget about it. He's yeah. going to make you miss. Like, you're almost yeah. better playing him like you're in basketball, right? Just get in front, throw your hands up, and start sliding because <laughs> you're just going to blow right by him. Like, right. he's going to make you miss. But the other thing I love about his maturity is after the game, Malik Willis, when he was asked about this, said, "That's all. this is all on me. I need to find a way to get rid of the ball quicker. And he said, I need to do my job so it doesn't look like the offensive line isn't doing theirs. He's like, I need to find a way to help them and make them look better by finding a way to get the ball out quicker. So he still, that's what you want from your leader, right? You want him saying, even if it wasn't his fault, you want him saying, I have to figure out what I can do. Yeah, and and that's the the part of it when you look to the next level. I think that's a very good answer by him because if Malik Willis tries to do this in the NFL – He's going to be on the ground fast. Yeah. Okay. So until what NFL scouts and NFL teams are looking at is when things break down, do you have the confidence to throw the ball into a really, really tight window? And so if you watch some of the great ones like yesterday playing in the NFL, it's like you saw things starting to break. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. some of these other quarterbacks, you start seeing things break down. And it's like, did you see that throw he just made? He put the ball low and outside the only place it could be in order for his guy to make the play. Malik Willis needs to sit in there sometimes when it does break down and have the confidence to make those throws into really tight windows. I'll say this. I'm starting to think maybe Hugh Freeze is listening to the, to the podcast. Yeah, I because, think so. I mean, yeah. It's part of his game plan. All this extra time. <laughs> yeah. We has. saw three receptions for Shedra Lewis. That's right. Which we called for last week. Yeah. We said, let's yeah. get him involved in the passing game. And he had three receptions for 28 yards. Loved seeing the way they utilize him. Also, TJ Green. I think he's showing you the type of back he can be, the yeah. explosiveness. And did you see twice in the game he tried to hurdle a I defender? Know. Remember, he's a two-time state champ, 110-meter hurdler. Yeah. So the form is good. Yeah. The decision-making may – I don't know if you want to do that so, all the time. So what yeah. does that translate to? Track is the reason for success <laughs> yeah. for these athletes. You know? um, but I didn't realize that hurdling in high school football is illegal. Yeah. That's what they were saying, at least on the broadcast Mm. last night. So you don't want anybody getting kicked in the head. That's right. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick point that we, I feel like we kind of overlooked this a little bit, but Troy had coached Chip Lindsay. Yeah. He coached Malik for two years at Auburn. If you're him, what are you thinking right now? Mm. I think there's probably a lot of people saying, man, I wish we would have given him a a little bit more of a shot. But also say this, because Malik has been really honest about the fact that he probably didn't put in the work he needed to. Uh, when Jared Stenham left, right, he was battling Bo Nix for the job, and he had said he kind of thought it would be his. Mm. He would get it. And he said, he said, maybe I didn't work hard enough to prepare myself for that opportunity. So you can say all that seeing him now, but how, how much did that whole process cause him to learn, grow, 
realize what it takes to be elite. And that's why now you're seeing him be elite here with Liberty. Maybe maybe he doesn't turn out to have the type of success there that he has had here if he doesn't learn and grow and mature in the ways that he has. And, and I also think that the, the big part of Malik in becoming the player that he's becoming now is the balance between how Coach Freeze deals with the schematics of running an offense and how Kent Austin deals with developing a quarterback. Yeah. And so when you can take those two pieces of the puzzle, and it's very hard to do, especially I think from Coach Freeze's standpoint, like he could really get into the minutiae of dealing with how to develop a quarterback. But I think what he does, and I may be wrong, but I've, I've seen him hint towards this before and say things about this, is like, hey, I'll, I'll handle the scheme and what we're going to do and how we're going to do things from a schematic standpoint, but I've turned over the development of the quarterback to Ken Austin. So I think those two, the balance of that relationship right there between the coaches and the player has really helped develop Malik into the type of player that he is. Really excited to see what he can do the rest of the season. Let's talk about the um, third phase of the ball. Yeah. Well, another, <laughs> we another field goal miscue. Just he got it blocked, 32-yard field goal. That's not ideal. And uh, yeah. he said, you know, we make it a lot easier on ourselves if we if we make that field goal. Um but yeah. how much of a momentum? Yeah, I don't know. It gave them punch. Belief. Yeah. Is it? It, to- it totally gave them the opportunity. Like they thought, "Hey, we've got a chance now." Yeah, and and having that shift of momentum when I don't know that that's just not something when you're playing a. I'm not saying Troy isn't a good football team, but when you're playing these um, ACC teams yeah. or, or or SEC teams in the like when you're looking down at this schedule. You can't you can't give that momentum and and give no. those opportunities to bigger and better teams like that. And part of the reason I think you're going to see Hugh Freeze continue to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down is because of these miscues. And we saw him go for it twice in this game, get it twice, including yeah. the touchdown to Jerome Jackson. And that's where I appreciate Hugh Freeze's approach. He was asked about that, and he said, "Listen, I'm just trusting the analytics. And in those situations, if they say go for it, I'm going for it. I'm confident we do it." And You'll, I think if you continue to see some struggles in the kicking game, you're going to see it more and more yeah. and more. And when you have a guy like Malik back there that can make it happen with his legs or his arm, like that might be your best option. You know, it might yeah. be. If you're a fourth and five from the from the 30, why go out there for a 47-yard field goal? See if Malik can make something happen, and you may see that more and more. I'll say this, though. If, if you're the head coach and you're dressing the team today, you better get it fixed. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. You, you may make those decisions, right? but it can't be your bailout. Yeah, It's like, oh, we're just not very good on field goal. We're just not very good at this area of special teams. Like, no, I'm in the coordinator, in the special teams coordinator's office, and we're saying, listen, we're getting this fixed, and we're going to get it fixed now because there's going to be a time when it comes down where I'm not going to have a choice. Yeah. You're going yeah. to have to make the play. So fix it and fix it now, and they got to be over these guys to be able to do that. We'll talk about our Flames fantasy numbers in just a moment as well as look oh, ahead boy. to the Old Dominion matchup that the Flames will look to win 13 straight at home. But uh, Duran Lowe, interception. Yeah. I want to talk about him because he's a um, one of the many transfers on the defensive side of the ball and five sacks. So I, I want to talk a little bit more about our bold predictions yeah. a little earlier, but and we will get to bold predictions for the next game. 
Rhett McGibbon. Very close. Thank you. You went six. You said six. six. He just just held up his coffee. I know. He just held up his coffee and gave us a cheers. Yeah. But we all looked at him like he was crazy last week when he was, his bold prediction was six sacks against Troy. And it was five. You just meant six turnovers. Or no, that wouldn't count. That wouldn't have been. No. If we had had Darrell Johnson, he'd have got six. And the Rev, I think we would have gotten six. But I was happy when I saw that. Five sacks. And Duran Lowe getting his uh, interception during the third quarter. I just want to focus lastly on on what ended up being a huge s- series late in the game and could have changed this game dramatically. The last drive yeah, for Troy. Totally. So it's fourth quarter, right? Troy ball. It's a 21-7 game. First, it's fourth and three, just under three minutes ago. Troy hits a 35-yard, what was called a touchdown. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, man, there, there's two and a half minutes left. Troy still had a timeout. Anybody's game. They review it. They say, nope, down at the one. So then they run a play. The quarterback looked like he got in. They say, no. Troy kind of just waits around. Like, like what? you know, hey, we're going to review this, whatever. Tick, like, the tick, clock just kept tick, on moving. Tick. They finally review it. They say, no, you didn't get in. By that point, they had wasted 30 seconds. 30 seconds had come off the clock. They run the ball again. The defense steps up. They stuff that run. And that was really the play because Troy had to take their last time out then. Mm-hmm. And so then there's only a minute 46 left. Then Story Jackson gets a sack. So you burn off even more time. Finally, they score with 110 on the clock. Yeah. But by then, they have no timeouts. All you have to do is recover the onside kick, and it's over. So the defense, while they gave up a big play there on that fourth and three, and I'm sure you know Ricky Hundley and everybody mm-hmm. on the defensive staff isn't thrilled about that, the job they did just to stand up with it, the ball basically the one-yard line, and force them to have to use a timeout and their last timeout in that situation and burn some clock. That was the game. That was it. And they got the job done. So you love what do coaches always say? Turn the page. You know, as a defensive back, you know, you know, short memory, all that stuff. They had that and they got the job done right there on the goal line. And that secured the ball game for the Flames. So again, more more props to the defense. Can I say one thing about yeah. that too? Typically, when you look at the stat sheet at the end of a Liberty game football, uh, defensively, the number one guy in tackles is Javon Scraggs. He's usually up there with 10, but the front seven must have done a tremendous job. They did a tremendous job for Liberty in this game because Javon is down there in fourth place with four total tackles in this game, which is half of what he typically gets. Uh, Story Jackson was up there with 10. Jabuzi we talked about with six. So that was, I think that was big. Like that tells a lot more than it's just a number. That says that the the guys up front were doing their job really well. Okay, so the... Um, attendance for this Troy game, 24,714. Mm-hmm. So, it didn't um, look really? like it. It sure didn't wow. look like it. That's, I don't know about that. that. Terrence, were you there? Terrence. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. No way there were 24,000 people there. Uh, I was there. It was not. It, it just, it wasn't it. Just in our head. That's just in our head, but I think you can hear us talking. While we're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can still hear you. Yeah, you, you guys are talking. Oh, you are? They can yes. hear you. They oh, can hear you okay, talking now. Yeah. So it was crazy. I was there, and the people that came in, that they were there and everything, but it was like, eh. The stadium's huge. It's a big stadium. It's it's sort of like a bigger Williams Stadium. Energy was there by the end of the second quarter. Half the people had left. It was just like, eh, whatever. But I, I'll say if all those fans stayed there, the game could have gone a different way. Oh, wow. Ah. I mean, I get a little side note right now. What Am I going to do a no, side note? No, can I do a side yeah. note? Sure. sure. I mean, this is— I, I, I think Jabuzi should sign an NIL. With a company that sells jacuzzis. Oh, that would be Jabuzzi in a jacuzzi. 
That's and you put good. him, I you like got that. He's a big man. He is yeah. a big man. He's a big man. You got the water up to the like chest up above the chest level. You got a cold Coca-Cola in his hand. He's laying back, right? Yeah. He's in the jacuzzi. He's jabuzzi in the jacuzzi. That's pretty good. And you, like, and you and you sell a ton of this. <laughs> if he had like royalty in the background, like yeah. just have like a crown on him. Yeah, right? you, put a crown, yeah. you put a crown. Oh, well, then, he put a crown on him. Bird King crowns on. King King jabuzzi in the jacuzzi. All right, pinch a penny. Get on it. I'm gonna there's a hot tub place down the road from where I live. I'll stop in there. Yeah, even set up I'm that. stopping and yeah. I'll set you up. Yeah, that's oh really. Oh my good. gosh, we like already that. need TJ Green, the mortgage machine. Yeah, oh that's you know, that, oh that we do need yeah. to jump on. Oh How many years do you yeah. have left? What year is he? I don't know if we're allowed to be doing this yeah, right now on the air, so we'll talk we about it that. later. Um, <laughs> do you have a yacht talk prepared, or because if not, I was uh, going to um, go to Matt for his minute while you brew up a yeah, message to the Lynchburg. Yeah, you know, oh, I'll get fan base or uh, maybe not, not a fan base, but Lent, to the city of Lynchburg. I need you to give. I got to stay a, positive, though. I gotta stay positive. No, I think it's time for some tough love. For I, this city. I tried a little tough love. But I, will, I don't. Did we talk about this last week? Just I was really happy with how many kids stayed around for all the way through the fourth quarter. That's true. Oh, yes. And that, in our home opener, because oh, don't doubt the student body. Yeah, no, I ain't going to hate on the legit, student body. And then all the kids are back today. You know, classes are back in mm-hmm. session. I think that that side of the stadium is going to be packed right? out. Well, yeah, I, I would think Old Dominion would travel more fans as well. True. Than Kansas true. So hopefully you get a little bit more people traveling in for that. Yeah, um, they didn't settle up the camels. They did. The camels, <laughs> it's a slow animal, Fred. Are we uh, doing this now? Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you ready for the message or do you want to, do you want a minute? Give me a minute. All right. Okay. Can I Matt's do a quick minute. scout? Yeah, I'll, I'll use that for a quick scout on ODU looking ahead. They beat Hampton 47 uh, 7 on Saturday. That was after losing to Wake Forest 42 10. Now, remember, they didn't play last year, oh, yeah. they opted out. So that was their first game in like 600 days or something. So they're one and one now. They have a quarterback, DJ Mack. He's a transfer from UCF. He ran for three touchdowns on Saturday, threw for one. They also had two running backs that each went over 100 yards on the ground. So success on the ground, guess what? There hasn't been a lot of that against the Flames right. in their first two ball games. So, so good luck with that. They are, though, coming in with some confidence, having one big on Saturday. And you think about what this game would mean for them. This, this is one of those games where it would mean a whole lot more for them to beat Liberty oh, yeah. than it would for Liberty to beat Old Dominion. Oh, so yeah. they're going to be incredibly motivated. Sure. This is kind of like one of those, you know, when Liberty went to Virginia Tech or whatever, where it's like, like we can make a statement. Mm-hmm. We can yeah. show everyone that we're a player in, in this region. And so this will be, you know, a big game for them. And it's a they have a new coaching staff that came in prior to the last season but hadn't coached until this year. So a big opportunity for them here early on. And this is a team that can pop up and bite you. They, they, they beat Tech, was it last year or two years ago? No, it's been a couple Yeah, it's been a couple years. Yeah, because they didn't play last year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. You did say yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, Old Dominion is actually a 26-point underdog going into this game. That's yeah. a lot of points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Yeah, Liberty, I mean, they, if Liberty plays up to their hey, capabilities, they'll be fine. Hey, Matt. Yes, sir. Our first broadcast ever together I, I remember. was Old Dominion. <laughs> I remember. Oh, you know what? Versus Liberty. I went Can back. You? Memories. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to go into the story that came out of that, but I went no, back and pulled, up, back pulled up my notes from that oh, game oh over the gosh. weekend and saw that right there that, that sparked that that thought. Of, was there uh, a picture of you guys printed, like in a scrapbook, paper, you know? Listen, I've already, I scrap. I scrap. But you listen, scrap? hey, I, with Matt, Matt and yeah. I have a scrap. Yeah, I it, scrap. Pinterest hey, board, not just just Matt and I. Yeah, right, Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not to look ahead too much. <laughs> Pinterest. Yeah, you guys share photos. Right. Yeah. Uh, presented. By no, but I actually lobby. scrap and glue them onto a page and and 
just Matt and I, like, hey, yeah, buddy, yeah, eating yeah, a hot dog yeah. together. Yeah, it's great. It's my pal. From yeah. each yeah. <laughs> if, if Liberty wins Saturday, you're 3-0 and going to Syracuse. Which Let's they go. they haven't been very good. If you saw that that the Rutgers game this week, uh, that was not an ideal football game. But you're talking about you're setting yourself up. We said you know early in the season, yep. Liberty's got to get it done. And so far, it hasn't been pretty, but they've gotten it done to this point. If you go three and zero into Syracuse, then you have UAB after that, which that'll be a tough contest. But like you're you're taking care of your business and you're starting to mm-hmm. set yourself up for you know we're just outside the top twenty five. For creating some huge matchups in the back half of that schedule, potential yep. matchups of, of top twenty-five teams yes. in the back half of that schedule. If you continue to take care of your business, actually, quick question: Liberty went to Syracuse last year. Why are they going two years in a row to New well, York? Yeah, I thought it like they, they did a two. I guess a two for one because they came here. Yeah. Typically, it's you yeah. alternate. I'm not sure why um, the schedule, why they did it the way they did. I'm not sure what went is, into that. And it does seem strange. I don't but. know why. Why the money, baby? <laughs> it's always about the money. But, but why wouldn't they come here first in nineteen, and then like well, Liberty, you're why saying, not? Liberty go to Syracuse first, then and then Syracuse they come they come yeah. here. I'll, I'll at, we'll see if we we'll not like it matters, but I'm just saying answer. I feel like that's usually how those deals are done. But like UMass, for example, are you ready to give the city of Lynchburg their pep talk to attend this game on Saturday? Yeah, I'm 100% ready. Because I, I think I just got them really excited as their yeah. opponent's a 26-point underdog. Yeah. <laughs> so a, if you just want to Yeah, it's always good to, that. like, prep up the game with a 26-point yeah. underdog, a yeah. real barn burner. It's going to be a real, yeah, real exciting real. matchup. Yeah. No, but once again, I go back to the bottom. Like, the, like the, when you say, yeah, the students fill up. But you know what? Here, Here's the deal. The students at Liberty do a great job. They did a great job last game. They'll yeah. do a great job this game. They're into it. They want it. They love to support their team, and they're 100%. They stay along. Everything, right? But I'll tell you this right now. The student body fills up too much of the stadium. When you look across the way, it's like section, 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 section is the student body. The people of Lynchburg have the opportunity to take a team. it, It blows my mind. Then Lynchburg, Virginia has a team that is sitting on the t- at the cusp of the top 25, finished in the top 25 yeah. last year, okay, sitting on it again this year with a great schedule ahead of them with a, a, with a guy who is an all-American quarterback, okay, an exciting football team, an upgraded defense, all the fanfare that like Liberty pulls out all the stops. I mean, you can go and you can go and do the whole dog and pony show from tailgating to pregame activities. There as a are dipping they're, dots they're, they're, for crying dipping out dots. loud. Yeah. We have oh, dipping what? dots. Yeah. Okay, you're going. You go across the board for everything. Is that this? You get a, you get a nice day, beautiful day. You got all, everything. Everything going your way. The community as a whole in Lynchburg, Virginia, do not sit back and look at this and go, you know, I'm just going to watch my favorite college game that day. These people need to come to Liberty University and watch a really, really good football team play football. Bottom line. I will say that I know that the student section is extremely like t- like taking up that whole side, but they heckle the poop out of the opposing oh, hey team. Now, hey now. We, every family, time I say, if I say C-R-A-P, I get in trouble, so I'm yeah. going to say, but, um, crap, poop, it. it's all yeah. the same. Yeah. <laughs> but it is hilarious what some of those yeah. like students say to the, um, yeah. you know, the linemen who are just so tired and sitting. It's, it is funny. Fill so it up. I, fill it up. The top part, fill it up. Yeah. You know, Let's I was go, expecting baby. your Yawk Talk to be more like a coaching um, message directly to Lynchburg. So that was like 
minus, C plus. Like I want you to pass, but I was looking for more of a fired up, you acting like the city of Lynchburg is this mic and and yeah. But it was okay. Um, Rhett's ramblings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhett's ramblings. Better be more than fifteen thousand. Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. Right? Yeah. Fifteen thousand. I'm going to touch on uh, what else is going around Liberty here real quick. Women's soccer program won their fourth straight longest winning streak in non-con since 2016. Bam. My girl, Maddie Oliver. I, That's I, right. On you you highlighted her a couple weeks I ago. I did. Yep. She got a goal eight-minute mark. And then goal! Casey Jamison. Thank you. Uh, who is that? Was that? Me. Oh, good job, Joe. Thanks. Uh, Madison Ellis, Meredith King, Brianna Myers all potted one for the Flames. They absolutely torched it. And then uh, men's soccer won their first game of the year against Radford. Always great to beat Radford. Uh, beat those highlighters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Noah Holmes scored two goals for the Flames. Great defensive effort by the boys there at Cup Stadium uh, for their first one of the year. Awesome. Thanks, Rhett. Okay, before we do our bold predictions, Matt, quickly with our Flames, our fantasy, Flames update. fantasy update. It was a low-scoring week yeah. in our Flames Fantasy League. Rhett, 19.7 points. His leading score was Story Jackson, yeah. 12.5 points. He's done fantastic. Emily only 14.2 points. Her leading scorer, Jerome Jackson. Jacksons are really yeah. showing out this Oh, week. so you had Jerome. I thought yeah. Matt did. No. That's, I no. was mad when he scored. Joe <laughs> Yock only had one guy on his team score, and that was DJ Stubbs. You had the injury bug. Darrell Johnson was uh, out. I mean, Noah Fred. I mean, I don't have any players. Yeah, right, right. Well, I don't hey, have you any drafted players. This. You drafted this team yeah. right now. Uh, and then I ended uh, up leading, of course, with 24 points. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, and, and so here's the grand total right now. Through two weeks, Rhett with 37.9. That's actually second to last. I, last place is Joe with 22 points. Wow, Emily, I would have beat you guys okay, even wait, wait, wait. from yeah. the first week. <laughs> Emily, 54.6. I've got 66.4. So right now, Joe. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Your second we, half we, we have to make some adjustments to this thing. Oh, and then No, no, no. Listen, just hold on. <laughs> Will you just hold on? Just come if on. If the tables were turned right no, now. No, no. If the tables were turned, I would agree 100% with what I'm getting ready to say. Okay, you can have two extra players. Is that you no? Is lose. that if you have somebody that's on that's injured and not playing in the game you have to have the opportunity to sub somebody else in to give Listen, yourself injuries a are part of the game I, no, that's, I that's, say that. did you hear me complain when oh, tim kid glass yeah. did not play well, well, the first should, half of the well, season last year right and i just you know what i just took it yeah. and just bided my time and then no. what you know you got you got to be able to sub no excuses you gotta have a full roster you got to go into a fantasy game with a full roster <laughs> that's a bottom the line. motto in our league i no said that last week of course of course i said that last week um we got to wrap things up but bold prediction yeah. last week it was on dj Stubbs, correct you yeah said he was i said have 120 and, okay. and a touchdown and obviously that that didn't happen the passing game didn't really get going uh i'm gonna go this week bold prediction i think tj green gets his first hundred yard rushing game nice. so i think he's he, in, in a touchdown as well you stole Sorry, did you steal it yeah, you could, you hey jump on board we'll double okay. up double down on it okay no 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 we'll, we'll double down we're gonna go we're gonna go a different direction i just love how the flames are playing defense right now are you ready for yeah. this one? Oh boy! You want to, I always yeah. see at least I go bold. Yeah. I really go bold. I'm gonna say that the Flames defense holds Old Dominion to three points. Wow. wow, that is bold. I was gonna say I was gonna jump on the green train. I'm gonna jump, but I think he's actually gonna get two touchdowns. So I'll okay. add on to Matt's. But also two touchdowns isn't real bold. But go ahead. But I'm gonna say all three phases of the game show up. So you know, special yeah. teams defensively and offensively. So I think the Flames put up big numbers offensively. One guy that hasn't scored a touchdown, like a Stubbs or a Noah Frith, they're going to get their first touchdown of the year. The running game is going to dominate with 200 yards combined. 
And then oh, that's, yeah, like, I don't know if we're going to need to kick a field goal. So I'm hey, gonna wow, go we're going to need hey, it. Emily, can I do your bowl prediction real quick? I got Malik Willis three rushing touchdowns. No, you seen Barbier kick six field goals. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, that thanks was Hugh so Freeze. <laughs> that's not what he wants no, to see. No. He's uh, settling for six field goals. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Give us your bowl prediction. I just said Malik Willis three rushing touchdowns. Three got TDs. It. I'm nice. saving Put it. it down. So now yeah. we'll remember next um, year. He's going to be writing for the next 30 minutes on Rhett's bold prediction because he just had like six different. I'm trying to give it a more. I know. Yeah. He's very, very specific. All three phases yeah. of the game. I love it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this Flame Central podcast. Be sure to come out to the game Saturday, 6 p.m. kick against Old Dominion. We'll see you next time.